Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to CHGO Bulls postgame. Coming to you late Monday night. Not the way we wanted to start this one. CHGO Bulls postgame brought to you by PointsBet. Don't forget to use that promo code CHGO when signing up for those free two free, free two bets up to $2,000 risk free. Yes. Ugh, gross. Um, Ugh. Big Dave. Um, hi. Hi. Happy hey, happy late Monday night, everybody. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I'm Matt. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That's Big Dave. He's at Bow, BWL Sports Bow. on Twitter. The third member of our crew, uh, Will Gottlieb, is uh, tuning in to Billy Donovan and the Bulls postgame thoughts right now. He will join us later on in tonight's show. Focused. <sighs> that is not the result you, you needed. That is a start to a West Coast road trip where that was the most winnable of their three games on this trip. Now you got to play Utah yeah. and you got to play Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, Phoenix is an L. Let's just call a spade a spade. Phoenix is an L. That team looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Utah certainly will be tough to beat as well. For sure. This is not a game where the Bulls wanted to come out flat, Dave. Mm-hmm. This is not a game where the Bulls wanted to appear disinterested in running their offense in the first quarter. Mm. They looked to me like they were slow bringing the ball up they were slow getting their offensive sets mm. and maybe that contributed to the fact that they were disjointed with with their offense 17 first quarter points you're down uh you know 10 after one mm-hmm. you're down 20 at half yeah credit to them for fighting back and getting it all the way to within one, one. Mm-hmm. in that fourth quarter but the damage was done what a gross unacceptable start to this game that was just so well put i don't think i have anything to put on top of that so let me start here. I, I was upset that it said wild night in Sacramento when it came on, where it just to say bad night in yeah. Sacramento. That was there was nothing wild about what happened out there on the floor. It was just a bad night uh, for the Bulls from, from the jump, like from the start. Uh, we haven't seen them shoot that bad in, in quite a long time in the first quarter. Um, like you said, 17 points is just crazy. They were missing all kinds of shots. Like you said, they looked very disinterested out there. They couldn't get anything together. They did a great job, giving Sacramento credit, that anytime DeMar DeRozan touched the basketball, there was two people in his face. No matter what, that's what was going to happen uh, to him tonight. Uh, he wound up with uh, only 21 points. Uh, he did have seven rebounds and six assists, but he didn't have that DeMar DeRozan uh, all-star uh, MVP vote kind of guy night. And no. that's credit to them and how they played defense on him. So when you're doing that kind of defense on him, you look to your other guys, you know, you look to the other players out there on the team. Vuce, who stepped it up in the third, he struggled also. 
in that first half, but credit to him for stepping up in that third. Zach stepped up in the fourth. Uh, he tried to get the Bulls to uh, to this victory, but guys like uh, uh, Io Io was just ice cold uh, for the Bulls tonight, from, especially from the three point line. Oh, a five from downtown. It was tough, uh, and overall their three point shooting overall was was pretty tough outside of uh, Kobe White. But again, Matt, you're looking at the bench scoring as well. Uh, Davion Mitchell and and Metu, who I have Damn. no idea who this human being is, <laughs> but shout out to him. I think he's good friends with Lee. But, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yes, sir. Oh, my God. But those two guys alone outscored the Bulls bench um, 26 to 21, I believe it was. But, yeah, man, like, it was just a bad, bad night. Uh, they got to shake this off and they got to do better. But it's it's it just makes it worse, Matt, because, like you said, it's, it's the game that you're like, okay, we got to get this victory. Have to. We talked about how why Zach Levine was even playing tonight. We thought he should even sit. And we were like, well, he's probably playing tonight because they know they have to have this one because you're playing the Jazz, because you're playing the Suns, and then you got the Rams, you got the Bucks. Like, it, it gets tougher and tougher and tougher. So you try to get your easy wins. I shouldn't call it easy wins, but you try to get your winnable games uh, out the way before you're going against those uh, tougher teams, those tougher opponents, especially in that Western Conference. And they just flat out didn't get it done tonight. Kicking us off with the YouTube comments, Todd Packer, what up, Todd Packer, saying those are the Kings, dot, 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 the Kings. (laughs) How do you lose to the Kongs? Stefan saying just do better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you gave a pretty good rundown there, Dave, of Mm. some of the the, the Bulls' key guys tonight and and how they struggled. DeMar, Io with his outside shot. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, but to me, there was some kind of collective energy missing out of the gate. I agree. And again, I feel like we've talked about this, especially on the road. Mm. The Bulls have shown that to be a repeating characteristic this season. Mm. On the road, they come out flat. Mm. And I, why? Mm. Why? Just, have you tried not coming out flat? Have you tried not coming into a game and just assuming that you can lazily slowly get the looks that you want yeah it's and you're right because you can go back to that Detroit game and, and see evidence yes. of that uh it's just completely flat in that game and again that was one of those games we thought was the winnable game they had to get that victory and they almost didn't get that one uh outside of Tristan Thompson laying it to a few people <laughs> later in the game and that's why they came away with that one but in this one it was for me Matt it was just getting off to that start is and it just came back to bond I mean you were down 20 going into the half you know what I mean? Like, you were going to have to give that Herculean effort coming out in that third and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And they got it down to 11. And you know me, I'm, I'm always a guy who wants to go, when you're a double-digit uh, deficit, when you go to the fourth, I want it in single digits. Because yeah. I always feel like that's where we could be manageable. They got it to 11, you know what I mean, which is okay. You know what I mean? And they got it down to one. And you see what they did, what that kind of carried over. But, I mean, credit to the King. I don't want to just, you know, say the Bulls just came out flat. They just shot bad. I, I want to give the Kings their credit as well. I talked about De'Aaron Fox in, in that, in that uh, pregame, man. And he showed clean on out again against the Bulls, man. He was just phenomenal tonight, 34-6-6. Six six. Um, you can't sh- keep getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Jesse Pinkman. Classics. 13-25 shooting, man. 3-8. And the way he was running that pick and roll, they were picking rolling them to death. Good goodness gracious, mm. they really were. I mean, look, I saw somebody in the comments saying, you know, people shouldn't be getting uh, 
calling the Kings bums. Robert, in the comments, there are no easy wins in the NBA. No, I didn't call them bums. It's a, no, no, no. But I'm saying <laughs> so so annoying people calling the Kings bums when they've been relatively okay-ish post-trade deadline. Okay, well, first of all, relatively okay-ish. <laughs> great endorsement for you saying that the Kings aren't a team that we should be bum slaying. I disagree with you. And again, it's because of this final stretch of the regular season where the Bulls are, mm-hmm. fighting like hell to protect at least home court in the first round. Yeah. Which, by the way, perhaps a great opportunity passed them by tonight. The most winnable game on this road trip, you come out looking like that mm-hmm. and then have to fight back from a 21-point deficit and yeah. you can't quite get over the hump. Meanwhile, the Sixers <laughs> lost tonight. They did. The Bucks looks like they are close to wrapping up the Jazz. They yeah. are up 2 with uh, 12 seconds to go. We'll see what happens there. See, but close one. The Bulls were a half game back of both of those teams tonight. Mm-hmm. You beat the Kings, then you are right back in it. You could be fighting, you know, e- even closer for the two seed. You could be even holding the two seed. True or, or a share of it True after indeed. tonight. But no, because you choked <laughs> against a, the team, the Kings, yeah. that relatively okay-ish, yeah. really. They had lost four straight and eight of their last ten coming into this. What about that sounds relatively okay-ish to you? Well, even if that they're being relatively okay-ish, the Bulls are not. The Bulls are good. So they should be a relatively okay-ish team. Are they? Yeah, they're good. Regardless of what he's thinking and saying over here, the Bulls are good. They're a good basketball team. Can you sit here and say they're better than the Kings? I would confidently say they're better than the Kings, but they were not tonight because the way they played coming out flat, man. But, man, and, oh, God, Davion Mitchell, man. My goodness. We talked about him also in, in, in the pregame. He was on fire, all right? The shots he was hitting. He looked 50% from the field, 2 or 4 from the three-point line. It was, And it wasn't even his defense. You know, I, I raved a lot about his defense. It was the scoring. And, I mean, when he got on that streak, he really got on that streak, man. He didn't stop. That second quarter was really kind to him. And then he hit a big one and also uh, in the fourth quarter. So, shout-out to him and the way he played because when you do something like that, it, gives, it makes it easier for guys like De'Aaron Fox to get their rest. You know, you're going to lose – of course, you're going to lose some good things when, when he's not in there. But if you could supplement it, you know what I'm saying, scoring-wise, you know, that it's hard to overcome that, you know, when you're getting it from both barrels like that. Uh, let, let's talk about DeMar for a second. Sure, sure. Seven of 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, were it not for another – effort in the fourth quarter where, where DeMar tried at least for a few possessions in a row there to take over the fourth quarter. Mm. He was flirting with his lowest field goal attempt mark of the season, okay. which is 12, by the way. It's pretty and it small. was like yeah. early in the thirteen, early in the fourth quarter, he took his 13th shot mm. and it was 17. I, I mean, you mentioned the fact that the Kings were doubling him aggressively out yeah. of the gate, which they were, and they were not letting DeMar get into any of his spots on the floor. Mm-hmm. And so some of that is on DeMar's teammates sure. to help him out in that regard. But, man, did, was there something that just seemed a little a little off mm. about DeMar? Let's, let's also, again, remember, earlier on, you know, against the Pistons, he's talking about, like, hey, well, put me back in, coach. We cannot afford to lose this game, and he's playing above 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. He played 40 minutes again tonight. Yes. Is there, is there a fatigue worry for DeMar right now? Sure, there's always a fatigue worry for, for a guy, you know, who's over 10 years in the league and is 32 years old and is getting close to the end of the year, and you've been dependent on him that much. It's a worry. I get that. Uh, I'm not going to place it on that. I'm going to give the, the Kings their credit uh, because, again, literally from the beginning of the game, anytime he touched the basketball, two people in his face, no matter what. 
Uh, I got to give him that kind of credit on that. And the way he overcame it in the fourth quarter, because he's a crafty, you know what I'm saying, excellent basketball player, he started getting to that foul line. Uh, those picks that were starting to be set by Vooch, he, he started utilizing them a little more. And getting to the bucket and getting to the foul line on Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell and guys like that. So, But, I, I, yeah, there's a worry for fatigue always when it's your veteran player and he's your best player on the team and you're dependent on him to win. And you didn't, you didn't need, in my opinion, you didn't need a Herculean effort from mm-hmm. him, but you needed a good one. Yeah. You know what I mean? You needed a good effort to get that victory because Zach was the one out there carrying him. And if you match Zach, it's – probably a totally different result but you didn't get it tonight I mean you just simply didn't get it and you lost the game that you really should have had I mean it's it's crazy that they got 20 plus from their big three DeMar 21 Vooch 23 Zach 27 Kobe chipped in 13 off the bench yeah and you lose and you took that L but and you're also looking at Ayo DeSumo like I said he struggled I mean that 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 might be the key to the game right there is Ayo not giving him his usual production yeah not only just ice cold three of nine including as I mentioned oh five from downtown for six points but usually he gives you some distribution as well and good looks for his teammates he only had two dimes tonight two assists that that was that was a failed leg of my parlay I had I had Ayo over four and a half yeah seemed like a gimme oh the sixth leg oh and I see people out here talking about Io hitting that rookie wall, need ball back in a bad way. Look, Io hit the rookie wall a couple times already. Yeah. We, we've seen him have those games several times. Um, I don't know if so much it was a rookie wall. It's, I played against De'Aaron Fox. Like, De'Aaron Fox is, is a monster, man. Like, he's really, really, really that good. And honestly, if you look at that first game when they played, De'Aaron Fox was cooking that game as well. Like, he's just really that damn good, man. So, you got to in that, that game. Yeah. Put up 30-plus tonight. And as you mentioned, Adam Amin on the broad, as you heard Adam Amin mention on the broadcast tonight, Shout out. he had 30 in four of his last five. Ooh. Yeah, and I've read this out for his last 10 games. Before that, like, he, he has been balling. Like, this is what he's been doing uh, to star. not just the Bulls. He is star. a star. And he's got a player in Sabonis with him now. So, now he can run pick and rolls all day long, which is what you saw. And the Bulls have shown you all season long. That's one of the things they've definitely struggled with mm-hmm. was guarding the pick and roll. It's one of the things they have struggled with consistently. And it's one thing the Kings do really, really, really well. Now, the last game, honestly, Matt, it was the same kind of game plan. Uh, for the Kings in the last game. Difference was the Bulls were just hitting their shots. Everybody right. was on fire for the Bulls. You know what I mean? You read what Kobe would, you saw what Kobe was doing Oof. out there for them that last game. So I think that was the big difference. But also, like you said, it came out sluggish, disinterested, and just didn't look like they wanted to be in Sacramento tonight, man. And they took that L for that reason. I mean, they shot 36% and had 11 turnovers in the first half. Yuck. Yuck. And, yeah. gee, Jake wins the sound effect. I need an eel sound effect. That resulted in yeah. them having a 20 yeah. point. <laughs> I'll take it, sir. A I will 20 take point it. deficit at halftime. To the Kongs. That, that's not going to cut Look, it. You can pull off some miraculous comebacks, especially against some suspect teams here sure. and there throughout an NBA season. It is way harder to do than it seems. It is. And, and they came very, very, very close Dude, to it doing was, it. It was that missed three by Kobe. Oh. If he sank that three to put them ahead, maybe oh. they 
you know, use that to give them that just energy. enough adrenaline yeah. to cross the finish line. Right. When Kobe missed that three, I was like, this game is over. <laughs> but to be fair, you said this game was over quite a few times even before that. I so. did. <laughs> so, because I was ready for this game to be over. Well, that's fair About as five well. minutes after tip-off. That, that's fair Bless as well. Bless all of the hearts of you Bulls fans out there hanging out with us this late on a Monday night. Thank you, man. Should be outlawed. <laughs> 9 p.m. tip-off on a Monday? Outlawed. I love what man said. He said it could have been a bad breakfast. <laughs> We've got a couple different explanations. Bad breakfast, jet lag, past their bedtime. <laughs> I'm not sure. I love Bulls fans, baby. They're going to give you the excuse for you, man. Oh, my goodness. I love it, man. But, yeah, they just they, this is just a game that they had to have, I thought. They had to get this victory. But since they didn't, the one good thing out of it is the fact, like you mentioned, that Philly took the L. You know what I mean already. Mm-hmm. So and so that game that that ground isn't really truly lost against them. But Milwaukee They did lose the ground against the Bucks. Correct. 117-111 over Utah the correct. final. Milwaukee there. getting that victory and also that team behind you in Boston. You know they pick up that half game on you as well. You know those guys have been playing great. Ugh, not to mention the Raptors who are still lurking mm-hmm. who the Bulls have to play uh, on the first night of a back-to-back, yes. once they get home from this road trip. Yes. Oh, the schedule. Um, <laughs> I do want to touch more in-depth on Zach Levine. I sure, know we sure, mentioned sure. his stat line. I want to talk more about him tonight. He mm-hmm. had a very Jekyll and Hyde kind of night to mm-hmm. me. Before we do that, Big Dave, tell the people about the points bets. Oh, do I need to make people feel better? You ready, Jake? You with me? All right, let's make the people feel better about this tonight. And the one thing to make you feel better is spending your money so you can make your money. Spend your money and work your money so you can make the money. And the best way to support us here at CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Because if you do that right now, and I mean right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. No, 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 no. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, guess what you're going to get? You get a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of the web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from that CHGO locker. I'm looking at that Chicago Scott shirt. That Mm, logo is incredible, all right? That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. Oh, baby, come on. And introducing PointsBet's new feature, live college basketball same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. And make sure that you know that you can sign up in Illinois right now. Mm. You don't have to go anywhere. Just sign up on this late night right now at your house, right before you roll over and go to sleep. Sign up on your phone. Sign up on your desktop or your laptop, y'all. You can download that app right now, that PointsBet app, and register your account from start to finish on your phone. Plus, during PointsBet's March Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. You heard me? During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once that game starts, you you don't just bet. You live your bet life with points bet. Hit me, Jake! I think I got my swagger back. Oh! Oh! I think I got my... Delightful. Wonderful. Delightful. Well done, Jake. I, like, um, I love the chemistry we are developing. You know, killing it again on the ad reads. Well, I love the chemistry we're developing. I did sir. miss the 
And if you want more, because I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> you just always got to keep things fresh. You got to keep it different. You got to keep it different. You heard that new one he put in. Yeah, right. I'm oh, doing yeah. the same. I'm trying exactly. to do the same. Yeah, back man. Here. I appreciate you, Jay. I appreciate you, man. That's why right. I got Jake on the boards back there, y'all. Y'all show him some love. Give him some love right there. So, Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. I was watching him play in the first half. Sure. I was, too. And then I think I, I was already throughout his first half <laughs> thinking to myself, Zach doesn't look right. Yes. Zach doesn't look right. Yes, he was. We were talking about, hey, maybe this is a great night for Zach to take off because we can beat the Kings without Zach, right? <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. But he just looks like a shell of himself in certain moments. Okay. Especially tonight, that first half. He has... No burst when he's trying to cut mm-hmm. and, you know, put the ball on the floor and break his man down off the dribble one-on-one. Mm-hmm. He seriously is favoring driving left as opposed to driving right right now. And mm-hmm. we've always known that Zach likes to drive left. Sure. But I am wondering right now if he is, like, exclusively driving left because he doesn't trust his knee when he's trying to make hard angle cuts driving right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just a educated guess, a pontification. Sure. But – the culmination of it was when he did manage to blow by blow by his man he and did. then went up. And you're usually thinking, this is two-time slam dunk champ Zach Levine mm-hmm. hammer down. And instead, he didn't get a whole lot of lift and kind of like laid it in, but was awkwardly right in front of the rim. Mm-hmm. And he missed. Yes, he a did. A point blank layup. And in that moment, I was like, something is wrong with Zach Levine. <laughs> yes. And I hate it here. And I'm sad. And... This team's getting bounced in the first round because oh that God. because that because Zach Levine looks like that, <laughs> and and then the second half happened and Zach was like putting his shoulder down and yep. driving to the basket yeah. and getting fouled. He was a perfect nine of nine from the free throw line. I'm pretty yeah. sure all of that happened in the second half. It did. <laughs> what what is happening? Did he did he just save himself for the second half because he's clearly playing with one knee right now? Well, Matt. Uh, well, Shella himself is strong. But again, Dude. I know who I'm talking to, so it's all right. But I can't say Shell of himself because when I hear Shell of himself, that means I'm only going to see a guy who's averaging like 12 points. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to see a guy who's doing well out there who would like, man, you shouldn't even be out there on the floor. He doesn't look like that to me. He looks like he belongs and should be out there playing basketball. I, do, I agree with you. Of course, there's something wrong, obviously. <laughs> you know he's having an issue with his knee. But I like the game that he played tonight, honestly. I did. And when I saw it in the second half, and it didn't look like a a struggle for him. It looked more fluid to me in the second half when I watched him play. Uh, It didn't look like he was just plodding out there. You know what I mean? I feel like Chris Farley when I did that for a second. (laughs) I'm like, Chris Farley, get back on the right track. But, um, yeah, I I like the game he played. And I think the key of that was him going to the bucket and getting those fouls. That was very, very important. And for me, that's what I kind of look at. When I see him with the knee, with and you're right because the burst and the taking off and the things and, and his step back is off too. I agree with two, that. Two of seven from behind the three. Two point of seven line from tonight. yes, two of seven, absolutely. But I, what I look at is the contact. I want to see him take the contact and be all right when he takes that contact. And he took plenty of contact tonight, and he got to the line and hit all of his free throws. That. I was concerned that he was missing free throws for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, wait a minute. I saw this man miss two, three free throws. Something's wrong. But, no, he hitting all his free throws, 27 points, six assists, and he had a block. I mean, he did what he could out there. And if that's a shell, I I want all parts of that shell. If that's the numbers you're going to be putting up, man, straight up. But 
I'm not saying this to to disagree fully with you. I just don't put that much of it on it. No, see, like I uh, the final product when you look at Zach's stat line tonight, we're like, oh yeah, Zach, you know, not super efficient, eight of eighteen, right. but otherwise, and in thirty six minutes, right? Twenty. It to me, I, I'm I am talking about the Zach that we saw in the first half. Yeah, I hear you. Not, hey. not the overall the, – the Zach that we saw in the first half mm-hmm. looks like a dude who should not be playing because he looked like he had no burst, no speed, no confidence in his shot, mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. It didn't look that bad to me, but I hear you. It looked freaking bad, man. It didn't, it didn't look like that. You make it sound like, this, you know, he was, you know, Maddie Legend out here. I feel, I, I, that, I feel like – I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Uh, shout out, Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Mugatu! Um – it's the same thing. Someone says, "Shut down Demar. Shut um, down the Bulls." Okay. See, okay. this is what this is what this invites um, <laughs> right there. They're like, "Yeah." I like. I feel like we can already talk about the fact that we've forgotten what prime first half of this season All Star Levine looked like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why a large reason why this Bulls team got out to the start that they did. Yeah. This is not. I don't. I don't care about the twenty-seven points tonight. This is not. The all-star Zach Levine that paired with DeMar DeRozan had the Bulls as the top seed in the East for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. There is a stark difference to me. And again, I'm talking about that Zach that we saw in the first half. So what I'm saying is if Zach can only play a half a game Mm -hmm. at close to Zach Levine levels Mm -hmm. and in the other half, the first half, he looks like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like any of that. (laughs) You don't like any, but would you take it? Is the question? Would you take that? You know I, what I mean. Now you know, like, or now, you just like I'm, shut I'm, it off? I'm down. honestly wondering if Zach should be playing. Mm. I really am. Okay. Like, I saw some people in my comments, including our guy Bulldog, mm-hmm. who was like, "Do we need to have a conversation about shutting down Zach Levine okay. until the playoffs, and then activate him for the playoffs and hope for the best?" Okay. Because at this point, if you're going to do this, mm-hmm. play him, mm-hmm. sit him a night, couple of nights off, play him, sit him a. It's not like he's going to find any rhythm mm-hmm. in this final 15 games. So what's the freaking point? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's the seeding is the point. Um, that's also the point in this, too, is they're still competing for that seeding as far as the, trying to move up, you know, and not fall out of that top six. So it's still important that he's out there. But I still have no problem with him being out there until I'm just like, okay, you just look really bad the entire game. Like, watching him have that recovery in the second half, watching him put the team on his back and try to carry him to this victory was a big deal for me. And it made me a little bit more comfortable watching him going forward. Now, well, again, we'll analyze this again when they play the Jazz. We'll see what it looks like then. But the fact that you can recover from that, from having a bad first half and come back in that second half and look better and also put up the points and also almost carry this team to that victory – Says a lot to me about Zach Levine, man. It really does. Uh, Rex in YouTube comments saying, seeding is going to matter because the Cavs are the only team they're going to beat playing like this. Yeah, I agree. When you look at the Eastern Conference playoff standings right now, Cavs are the only potential matchup that you feel good about. Raptors? And, and, like, and, you don't feel good about Raptors? Nope. Okay. No, Raptors. Season ends today, we Bulls would play the Celtics. Right. When, okay. when that I, That, me. yeah. <laughs> You've seen the way Jason Tatum's been playing lately. You've seen the, the defense the Celtics have been playing lately. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Hard pass. Um, (laughs) Shout out to Chief C who cheered me up in the comments. Bulls fans, don't feel bad. The Kings will win the next 11 of their 11 of their next 15 and get the last playing spot and go on to make the Western Conference Finals. So in essence, we just lost to the eventual Western Conference Finals champions. 
Oh, I needed yes, that sir. laugh. Yes, he did. I really, really <laughs> needed that laugh. I am struggling right now. Oh, man. Come on, man. It'll be I all just, right. Just I, breathe. You know me. I am such a believer in Zach Levine. Yeah. I, I cannot are. stand those Bulls fans out there. Like, I saw people, like, in my replies, like, like ragging Zach's defense tonight mm-hmm. when I was just talking about how he doesn't look quite right. I'm like, you people. How, how, how many all-star players in the NBA are all-star players while also playing subpar defense? Yeah. Lots of them. Tons. Um, Actually, their contracts are based on, kind of based on it, right? <laughs> as someone once famously said, they don't pay people to play defense. You can't let go, guys. You just can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, but one guy, I'll, I'll, we talked about those two, man. I want to talk about the third person in this big three, uh, Nikola Vucevic. Because yeah. Vuce, again, is another guy who had a bad first half. Speaking of Jekyll and Hyde half <laughs> yes. tonight, my God. Another guy who had that first half. Who, he didn't have you questioning if he could play basketball. But he had, a, he had a tough first half. But he came back in that third quarter with a vengeance. And it reminded me of the Vuce we saw when we first got him in the trade. I remember he did that a lot, right? He would come back in that third quarter and just absolutely take over the game and then carry the Bulls to wherever they needed to be. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, just leveled out. But the third quarter was always his quarter. And we saw that tonight, like, even for his three-point shooting. You know, three or seven from the three-point line. I, I haven't seen him that comfortable. They, they all look comfortable, the shots that he was taking from three, except for that last one because they were just trying to, you know, hit a shot and everything like that. But, right. But he looked comfortable, man, on those shots. To the point, and it's funny because even you, when he took the shot, he was like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. Yeah, yeah, we're there, we're there. All right, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, but I, I like the way he That one three from the top of the yes, key? Yes, correct. Because he was like a, a solid step behind the three-point line. He was. And usually when he, he shoots from that range, it clangs off the front of the rim. That's fair. That's fair. I can't, can't argue that. There's plenty of proof <laughs> to, to back that up right there. But I just I really enjoyed how he played and came back strong. Uh, in that third quarter, man, because he really got them back into the game with his play. Uh, Kenya in the comments saying the Bulls struggle with getting the ball to Vooch in good spots. Io is the best at it. Certainly, we've talked about Io's presence on the floor being a good thing for Vooch. Yeah. I also think that Kobe and Io have developed a decent little rapport. Ooh, okay, talk about um, it. And I just, you know, for whatever reason, you, you saw it again tonight, especially in the first, like Vooch, he gets clean looks and it's just clang mm-hmm. clang and sometimes it's even more torturous that instead of a clang it's halfway down and out mm-hmm. and it's like it's like he's cursed or something i really don't know <laughs> what the deal is so and, and again like we've talked about this and will has written about this okay. i wrote about this briefly in my column last week there are so many things that vooch provides you yeah tons even when his shot is not falling but it's really really hard when his shot is not falling <laughs> it's tough and I mean, he ended even, up, even for half a game, like you said, he rebounded and had a monster third quarter. He did. But in that first half, I guarantee you that well over 50% of Bulls Nation was ready to chase Vooch out of town with bats. <laughs> yeah, it seems like in that first half, they chased I mean, Vooch out of town. People were ready to chase him out of town with bats in, you know, yeah. like early November. But Very true. They, because, they were done then. That's, that's because, see how Bulls Nation, you could be a little overreactionary. Just a, just a skip. Just sometimes. Just a skip. Just a skip. <laughs> just a skip. But again, I, I really liked the way they played and came back and made that a game in that second half. Because, like you said, being down 20 and making, making a comeback on that is not an easy feat to do. And they couldn't get over that hump to do it. But, yeah, to come back and rebound from that, yeah, they, they got some fight in them, man. But it was just a bad night of shooting for a lot of guys. And even though your big three, like you said, gave you that 20, 
Ayo not not hitting his shots. Uh, Javante Green, even though he hit his three, uh, he, he was a little quiet, you know, out there. Uh, Got that Javante over zero point five in the parlay. <laughs> so you did, yeah, it was all right for you. Uh, and Alex Caruso, um, and I'm not bashing on Caruso at all, but it was just that fact that he was one of four uh, from that three point line, and he yeah. missed a couple of wide open ones. Uh, and that's what was killer, you know, because the ones Kobe, like you said, were missing yeah, wide missing, open, missing open looks. Caruso man. was missing those wide open joints. Uh, Io was missing those wide open shots, man. So that really came back to bite them, man. That that bad three point shooting from those three guards uh, that you're really gonna need it from, and they couldn't they couldn't knock them down. Full shot, twenty nine point four percent from downtown it's tonight. Not gonna get it. Not gonna get it. The Kongs shot forty percent. That's yeah. <laughs> so and like and like yeah. here's the crazy thing. Uh-huh. They they each made ten threes tonight. Mm. Did the Bulls and the Kings? Mm. The Bulls were ten of thirty four, while wow. the Kings were ten of twenty five. The Bulls on almost wow. any given night this season shoot Correct. fewer threes than their opponent. That is a fact. like by a lot. <laughs> by a whole. The Bulls lot. are one of the lowest volume three point shooting teams in the league, and tonight they. <laughs> Wow, have yeah. a wildly uh, a wildly uh, worse efficiency behind the three point line than the Kings do. Ten of, Ten of twenty five. That is a crisp three point night for a team to have. <laughs> Look at Tatum screaming. Why can't this team be consistent? It's a lot of Matt Peck spirit animals oh, out my there God. tonight. Yeah, man. don't forget the. <laughs> ah! oh, I left that for you. That's that's, that's like my internal monologue. <laughs> yeah, see, that's basically I'm... since like mid early January, <laughs> mid January, right, 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 right. When you started hearing six to eight weeks, right. that's really when it kind of came out for you, son. In six to eight weeks, things started cropping up. The holidays are over, so yep. that distraction's gone. Yep. Yep. You know, yeah, d- d- you're facing three more months of Chicago winter. Yes. That fun winning streak came to an end, and then you're just <laughs> losing to teams you shouldn't lose. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Has been my inner monologue for the better part of the last two months. Now, be fair. That, that inner monologue, though, Matt, it's still a constant peck inner monologue. It's not like over the past. It kind of goes dormant for a while, and then, you know, any loss or bad thing happens, it just rears back up, man. So I feel you. You're right, but it's always See, there. The di- no, the difference is, Dave, that for the first few years that we knew each other, yeah. I was checked out emotionally. Fair. Because I was like, this freaking team <laughs> doesn't deserve my time, my mind, my heartache, yeah. my th- just thinking about. Yeah. No. To hell with them. <laughs> this team is a joke. So I wasn't internal monologue screaming all the time because okay. I had written them off. Because you didn't care. No. Got you. Because I was like, I'm not giving this team, you know, other than the fact that I was hosting a daily podcast about right, them right, and, right, right, and doing right. post-game show. Internally, I did not care because mm. I was so disgusted and fed up with them. Mm. It's a lot harder to be invested. And I'm invested again. Here's here's where I'll counter what you're saying. I watched you break three microphones from yelling. <laughs> and it wasn't yelling of joy. <laughs> Not one time. Uh, I saw I saw so, uh, the guy Michael was talking about the Kings uh, giving them credit because they played great defense. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I was doing uh, in the first half when we, mm-hmm. we were speaking about it. They played really – they came out with a really, really excellent defensive plan against DeMar DeRozan. Double team them. Soon as he crosses half court, get the ball out of his hands. Let somebody else try to beat us. It's why Zach Levine saw a lot of those one on ones. Mm-hmm. It's why you saw Vooch just going up against Sabonis and Sabonis also. Listen, you call you call Davian Mitchell off night. 
You know what I mean? I want to call Sabonis off arm, all right? Because that's that dude is off arm all day long. This is him all day long in the post, man. My goodness, man. But he's still good. He's still a really awesome basketball player, man. What do you end up with? 22 and 7. He can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. He can't. He can't, referee. He cannot. But he didn't even have a double-double. So used to him getting 20 and 10 out there, man. But, you know, 20, 22, 7, and 4, still a really excellent night, man, to go ahead with De'Aaron Fox, man. But, yeah, man, that off-arm is just really vicious. <laughs> He's using it out there, man. It's crazy. <sighs> <laughs> breathe, baby, breathe. You can breathe. It's a tough start to the week, y'all. It is. Uh, all right. We want to talk about a few more things. We'll also take a look around the association. Mm-hmm. And we've got some fun for y'all coming up at the end of tonight's oh. show. We're bringing back oh. a little thing from a former Bulls player. A little game we like to play. Uh, but first, all right. if you guys like what we're doing here at CHGO, if you enjoy it, you appreciate it, you want us to continue giving y'all our fellow Chicago and Bulls fans Content on this platform, the best way to do that and help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO Mm. when you sign up. Mm. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership. (sighs) That's right, a free membership to this. What we're doing right here. Which unlocks all of our exclusive web content, all the amazing stuff that Will is writing about the Bulls right now, including additional columns from Mark Kay and myself. Mm-hmm. Plus, you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, including that new one, the Big Day Mention, that sky. dope Chicago Sky shirt. So if you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will that. help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in oh. Illinois. You can actually just download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Mm. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. It's so easy. It is. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. You do what, Dave? You live your bet life. Boom. (laughs) Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Oh. So I have, Wait, uh, that the music? Oh, is oh, that his drum, music? The drum roll. Is that his music? It can only mean one thing, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Golly hey. in the building. There he is. Ooh. It's late, you guys. It is late. <laughs> we have crossed over into the tomorrow it's time. tomorrow. We have. We're it joining is, Mark down in Australia. We, right. have, tomorrow. we have joined Mark on what day of the week it is, I think, unless it's already Wednesday where he is. Could be. Could be. And <laughs> may, any uh, any major takeaways from post-game press conference tonight, Will? The... Main thing coming from Billy and from Zach was that they were much happier with the performance in the second half. They had more urgency. They were executing defensively better. I think that's up for debate considering they could not stop De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis Woo. whatsoever. Woo. Um, but they continue to say that, they, you know, you need to come out stronger and you can't have these slow first halves. You need to punch teams in the mouth. And I agree. I don't know why they keep doing this. It was the same story against the Pistons mm-hmm. last Thursday. They were able to win that game. Maybe they thought, like, yeah, it's fine. But then Zach said it just now, like, you're down 20 points. You have to play perfect. Mm-hmm. And they played really well in the second half. They cut into the deficit. They were down one at one point. But then they lost it. Mm-hmm. And I just – this is a disappointing loss for me because you have to play – like Zach said, you have to play perfect. You're down the stretch run. You've got all these really difficult games ahead. And the standings are super tight. I just don't see how you can afford to lose this kind of game. 
Was there any uh, discussion uh, about Zach Levine's knee? Yeah, he said he felt okay. I mean, it sounds like they are just kind of evading the topic, and mm -hmm. it's going to be day to day. It's the same thing, you know. Mm -hmm. They're just they're not really addressing it beyond day to day. Okay, it seems shady to me, man. It just seem not like not like I'm distrusting what the Bulls are telling us and what Zach and the doctors. It's just like it's clearly not right. Mm -hmm. Something is not right, and this decision that he has come to with the support of team doctors and team personnel yeah. to just play through occasionally whatever this is just does not seem like a winning formula for Zach or the team. Yeah, something is clearly wrong. I mean, mm -hmm. he's said as much. He's said 70 to 80%. Mm -hmm. um, and I, my understanding of it is that, you know, he's not doing any further damage by continuing to play. Mm -hmm. He's definitely not right, and that's a problem in and of itself. But it doesn't seem like he's necessarily, you know, making matters worse right. to where – you know, he could miss time in the playoffs or has to have some major procedure in the offseason, and right. that affects his um, his new contract negotiations. Right. So it's definitely a concern that he's not playing right, and I've been, you know, on this since he tweaked it against Golden State, and he just, it scares me. But they seem confident that, you know, the doctors say he's okay, mm -hmm. and it's just a pain tolerance, pain management situation. And so if that's the case, then, yeah, he's going to keep – uh, he's going to keep playing, and they'll just have to take it day by day. Mm. Uh, do you think they're coming out like this against these teams? Because I guess for less, for lack of a better term, they're a little cocky about the teams they're going against, like the Detroit and you know Sacramento. Do you think that the teams they're playing is the reason they're coming out like this? It's frustrating because early on in the season, I think in general they were playing a lot better, right? They were winning a lot more games. Sure. But um, they were just taking care of these sub-500 teams. Right. Like, at one of the best clips in the entire league. Um, I can pull up the numbers in a second here. But, yeah, I think they are it, – It's they they use this um, idea of, like, starting games slowly, feeling them out, mm -hmm. and then really starting to turn it on in the second half or in the fourth quarter. That's what happened tonight. Sure. And I just think they're, they're coming into games now and doing that same thing. And I don't see how you can afford to do that at this point in the season, given the stakes with the standings mm -hmm. and the rest of the teams playing as well as they are. It's just – it blows my mind that they're not coming out with that sense of urgency mm -hmm. from tip. And we saw a lot of people in the comments earlier tonight, Will, asking that key question of why. Is that, a, is that something that's on Billy? Is that something that's on the players themselves? When you talk about not being ready to play at tip-off, and especially, as David and I mentioned, in road games. Mm -hmm. The Bulls are not a very good road team, and I feel like part of the reason for that, when you look at their road record this season, they're like barely 500. They may have fallen below 500 at this point. Is They are below they 500 all, now. They have mm. all the time these awful starts and these sluggish first quarters on the road. Is that a Billy thing, or is that a player's thing? Yeah, I don't know if you can like pin it on any one person or coach. It's kind of a non-answer, but I think they took too long figuring out the Deer and Fox, Demonis Sabonis pick and roll, mm -hmm. and the Kings came out and were trapping DeRozan extremely aggressively. Mm -hmm. um, I was tweeting out some clips, and I'll write about it for tomorrow, but uh, they just couldn't figure it out. And, you know, DeRozan is super patient and, you know, allows the defense to come to him, and then he figures out and, right. you know, finds the weak spot. And guys were just missing shots. You mm -hmm. know, they shot like 30-something percent, 30% um, on threes tonight, 40% from the field. Like, I think they were making mostly the right decisions. 
this team has been a very good offense, but when you're shooting 40%, it's just not good enough. No. So I think that's part of it. Definitely you want to see them come out a little stronger. Zach also kind of mentioned that he was, you know, he said he made the like mental adjustment in the second half to like mm-hmm. really kick it into high gear. Mm-hmm. It should be that way from the start. I think DeRozan kind of plays that way too, or it was the same thing with like Derek Rose back in the day where he would mm-hmm. like, you know, facilitate for the first couple of quarters and then really turn on the jets in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, when you're down 20 points at halftime, you can't, you can't afford to get in that situation. And then when you're there, like Zach said, you have to play perfect. Yeah. And I thought they played well in the second half, but yeah. not good enough. Yeah, I agree. Um, where I know you're concerned about Zach's knee. I think Matt is probably the most concerned about Zach's knee. So I'm, I'm trying definitely to concerned. I've been doing laps around the studio with my hair on fire yes, right he now. Yes, not for the fact that I He's like be. trying to cut yes, his own he knee out. Right, <laughs> right. Here, take it. I, you can use it. Um, do you think uh, that first half at Zach Levine uh, is more to what we might see going forward or the second half? Zach Levine. I would hope the second half. I mean, I think he got to the line four times in the first half. If memory calls, he was four of 12, um, finished the game eight of 18. So um, four of six in the second half and five for five from the line. So that's much better. Mm -hmm. He was more aggressive. I think he had a couple of like weird turnovers, although he only has two on the box score here. Um, felt like more, right? Felt like a little bit more, and yeah. they seemed timely. Mm-hmm. And by um, weird, you mean the ones that we've kind of come to expect from Zach Levine, <laughs> like the classic ones. Where yeah, like, where he's like the leading ball handler with these second units right. and just trying to do a little bit too much. Doing too much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a symptom of, okay, now it's my time to like turn it on because yeah. it's the second half, we're down 20. And that's the kind of thing that happens. So, um, yeah, I, I think he recognizes that he needs to play better that's pretty much exactly what he said yeah and they all kind of do but I would like to see now I appreciate that both he and Damar got to the line as much as they did um I think it's the the shot selection when you know teams like the Kings are trapping you and preventing you from getting to the elbow Mm -hmm. they can't they just haven't really been able to adjust from that no they haven't um and I think that's you know that's a big concern if we're talking ahead to the playoffs is what happens if teams aren't giving those shots up. Like right. I think given the whole um, like value on the floor of, you know, shots from the elbow being like the worst mathematical shot, technically mm-hmm. teams give that up to you. And that's mm-hmm. where DeMar is like feasted because it's like, Oh, you're going to give this shot up to me. This is my favorite shot. Right. Of course I'm going to take this. <laughs> um, and so teams are starting to take that away from him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think they've adjusted super well. Mm, I agree. I, I think Miami is also the other team that we've seen do that a lot as far as the trapping is and that's concerned. where really good coaching comes in is like eric spolster is going to win you a game or a series yeah yeah um, God, and yes, i think billy's yes. done a really good job maybe you know you could ding him for not coming out strong enough um like i said i'm not really sure if, who that is on if anyone specifically but um yeah it's just like all these things that are starting to accumulate and i think mm-hmm. that's kind of why we're seeing this team not play its best basketball recently yeah um Doubles saying Bulls aren't hitting open shots when DeMar is doubled, and we saw plenty of that tonight. Yeah, you mentioned struggle, Caruso yeah. not yeah. hitting his shots from outside. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a key moment late in that game when Derek Jones Jr. was open Ooh, for a corner three, man. and it's like, did yeah. you really? It's the first shot he took all night. Yeah. And it was like, you know, crucial possession late Javante in the game. Javante hit you know? his uh, three for your parlay. Congratulations. <sighs> yeah. Sadly, sadly, there were I, I believe two a few misses. other <laughs> misses, two misses on, on that. that. I know, I know that uh, I know that Sabonis pack. didn't parlay have ten pack. boards. 
And I know that Io did not have five assists. Sabonis only getting uh, seven boards. Kind of weird. Yeah, that's right? very shocking. He was stuck right? on five. He for, was like, the he was like boxing out four bulls at a time, though. <laughs> right? He was doing his job. He was. Um, all right, before we get out of here, we want to take a little quick look around the association. Craziest thing tonight, guys, has, has to be Cat going for 60, Ooh, right? 60 points. 60. 60 and 17 for Carl Anthony 56 Towns. 56 at the end of the third quarter. 32 in the third quarter. 32 points in the third quarter. <laughs> Insane. That, wait, is that, is that more or less than that third quarter that Clay Thompson had? That's that less. Time? That's I less. believe that was 37. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's insane. 60 on 11 dribbles, by the way. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Yeah. 11 was, dribbles. I mean, in addition to Towns' 60, which is now the season high, how been, there have been so many 50-point games, it seems like, recently, which is crazy. I saw a tweet. I can't, I'll see if I can find it, but it was like, you know, six or seven 50-point games in like eight days. Right, wow. yeah, just bonkers. Mm. But, I mean, how about the final score? T-Wolves 149, Spurs 139. <laughs> oh, defensive. That's, oh, okay, good. I mean, that's, that's not quite all-star game level of a final score, <laughs> but it's not that far <laughs> off, my God. Oh, my goodness. And then I'm looking and seeing Steph even drop 47. Oh, sure. <laughs> Tonight, just Trey just Young casually. had 42, I believe. Uh, yeah, Trey Young. Points are being scored out there. They're, they're out there. They're out there to be Trey scored. Young had 46. 46 oh and 12. 46, oh excuse me. My goodness. It's insane, man. Um, I mean, the, the matchup of the night had to be Nugget Sixers, the two MVP front runners in yeah. Joel Embiid and uh, Nikola Jokic. Who do you guys like, by the way, in that MVP? Give me Jokic. I am sorry. You, you look at be, all yeah. the traditional stats, and then you look at all the advanced stats, and it's Jokic by a mile in damn near every one of them. Well, the, I look at the winning as the, well. I think that's important. The Sixers are 41 and 26. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets are 41 and 28. And where are the Nuggets? What? It's their fault that the West is. You are where you do are. You, do you credit him? <laughs> give him extra credit for doing it all without. Jamal Murray and MPJ. Oh, absolutely. He gets credit. He gets credit for that. But for me, I've always felt like this. If you're going to finish like sixth or something like that, you have to do something astronomical for me that I've never seen ever in the history of the NBA. This team has the same number of wins. He is averaging less points. The only thing he has more is he's he's getting more rebounds. He's averaging less points. He's averaging less assists. He's shooting less from the field. He's shooting less from the three-point line. There's no way he's averaging less assists. He's averaging eight assists. Oh, excuse me. Eight assists. Excuse me. My apologies. My apologies. But But to me, there's no wrong answer here. They're both so freaking good. If he he goes to seventh, do you have him at MVP? Because that's a possibility that they can fall. What if if the Nuggets— I'm just asking, if he goes to seventh, do you still have him at MVP? That that's just that's not a fair question to ask because of the context. Okay. Does do they as the seventh seed have the same number of wins as the Sixers? How is that? Because a fair then that's a moot <laughs> argument. All right, man. All right. I, I got. I, I got them both. I, got I, I would take Jokic, but it's splitting hairs up there. They're both. It is splitting so hairs. Oh, good. they're both incredible, man. Both incredible. They're both great. Yeah, you don't go wrong. Also, way. I have to ding Embiid for. Always beating the Bulls. <laughs> our, the Bulls can pal, at least beat Jokic. Our so pal that, that counts for something. Earlier tonight, after that result went final, just saying the Sixers stink. Yeah, and I was like, mm, beat the Bulls four times, <laughs> <laughs> and he dominated in all of those games, man. I mean, Embiid had thirty-four and nine in a losing effort tonight. Jokic twenty-two, thirteen, and eight in the win. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, like, let me let me watch a best of seven series of that. I know. Oh, Please. my God, yeah. Like Sixers-Nuggets finals? Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'd be with that. It would be yeah. a heck of a journey for the Nuggets to get there. Oh, great for the ratings. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, look. It, okay, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, they get to the finals with that team? Yeah. Well, it sounds like uh, Murray and MPJ could come back. 
That, I that'd would love huge. that. I would love that that'd so be, much, man. Especially that'd that'd be something. And see, that's the other thing to me that gives Jokic an edge is that his supporting cast right now with those guys out, nowhere near the level of Embiid's supporting cast. Yeah. Mm. That's true. like uh, Monty Morris and Aaron Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Aaron Gordon, though. He's good. For being good. Yeah. You know what I'm not, saying? Shout he's out not James Harden good. good or? No, 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 no. But I was like, dude, you're actually He's playing really good. well. Like, I was shocked at that. So, and part I of credit Jokic with that, that too. I think, is yes. because of Jokic. I would definitely credit yeah. Jokic with that, for sure. Uh, all right. We wanted to lastly look at this Blazers-Hawks game a little bit closer. <laughs> For one reason. For one reason. For, well, one, for, no, for two, two reasons. reasons. Okay. The first right. of which. Let me Mr. pull this up. Hold Mr. on. Mr. Gottlieb. <laughs> you asked us earlier tonight if we could name Play, the Blazers yeah. starting lineup tonight. Play this he already your, told you. Do you think you guys could even name it back to him? Well, <laughs> All I five have, I don't guys think I in front of me right Big now. Big Dave. Big Dave I heard it once. could not. Oh, no. I'll definitely tell you. This no. is like absolutely when you're playing not. NBA Live 2007 and you're building a franchise and you get to like the sixth round in the draft. And yeah. you just have no idea who any of these people's <laughs> names are. It's just it's, like a bunch of creative player names. Right, yeah. It's, it's build a player. So build a player. Play, play this with your friends tomorrow. But <laughs> the, the starting lineup of the Blazers, ask them, who are the five starters for the Blazers? And Simons, Nurkic mm-hmm. were both out. So the starters are Drew Eubanks, Trent Watford. What? I'm waiting for it. There it is. Brandon Williams. Made up name. My accountant. <laughs> CJ Ellaby. Cleaners. And the one you would probably know is Josh Hart. The one who put yes. up 31. Yes. Yeah, yeah 44. Yeah, he had like, like 75 game. points in two games. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been, he's like, nobody else is yeah. out But the real <laughs> reason we were looking at the Blazers box score in the okay. first place is because of our old pal, Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn! Chris Dunn! Chris Dunn! <laughs> I need a clang sound. Like, that, you got a clang. Yeah, you need one yeah we need the sound of a brick. Yes. Um, Recently signed to the Portland Trail Blazers after being not on a roster. Yeah, he's been all out season. of the league yeah. for a yeah. while. Good for him. I was going to ask what number he's wearing. Uh, heck if I know. Did you see what Chris? Look at but, that. So this is 18. a game that we used to play. Uh, you, me, and our pal Sabine. When yes. We were doing Shout both out outcasts last season mm-hmm. called Did You See What Chris Dunn Don't Tonight? Yes. In honor of Kendall Gill always asking me, did you see what D. Rose did tonight? Which was also classic. And then we started playing the game in which we would have one of us make the other guess what his stat line was. Yes. We give you the number of minutes Chris Dunn played. Yes. And you have to guess his stat line. Okay. So Big Dave. Yes. Chris Dunn, off the bench, played 20 minutes for the... Portland Trail Blazers tonight. Okay. Guess that stat line. I have one question. Can you tell me the final score again, please? Yes. Uh, Hawks 122, Blazers 113. Okay. Zero points. Two rebounds. One assist. One steal. Zero blocks. Four fouls. Hmm. That's not bad. Okay. That, that is was not really bad. good. I was expecting. You gave him a little too much credit in some states. <laughs> <laughs> but not and, enough and credit not in enough others. credit in others. <laughs> okay. Come so on you, you get zero points, right? Okay. Two points. Okay. On okay. one of six, <laughs> including missing his only three point attempt. Mm-hmm. He pulled down five boards tonight. Hey. Five hey. big ones. There you go. Five big ones. Three assists. You ready for that? Three assists. Two steals. Okay. You guessed one. He had I two. one. You were correct on zero blocks. Mm-hmm. You omitted the turnovers column. Oh, uh, 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 how many assists did you say? Three. Four. Correct. Four, <laughs> four turnovers, and you guessed four fouls? Yes. 
He fouled out with six. <laughs> it's that road dog mentality, baby. <laughs> he fouled out in 20 minutes. Usually that's like uh, that's like shot block chasing bigs that will come in and foul out in like eight minutes like Tristan Thompson. Right, right, exactly. Right. You're right. We were ready for a Tristan foul out tonight. No. Oh Chris Dunn. God. Road it's dog mentality. Road dog. Shout out to him. Oh. I mean, how, that's, that's hard. How do you that, foul out in 20 minutes? That's the point impressive. guard of the future. That's, that is it, that is impressive, man. In Twenty minutes to foul out. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, thank you for that. You're right. I see why you were overjoyed and couldn't wait to say that. As soon, I see it. As okay. soon as I, I saw, as soon as I saw the four turnovers and six foul, I was like, oh my god, we <laughs> oh, have to play this game. Amazing. Oh my god. That's but, that shows you just how desperate some of these NBA teams are now. They need bodies, man. And, you know. At the beginning of this season, well, I think like, the Blazers are just trying to keep their pick. Well, yeah, I was going to say I, that's literally where I was going. <laughs> we we're like, oh man, West is going to be tough. You think the Blazers can sneak into that playoffs? Or not? Oh no, they're doing mm-hmm. everything oh, they can. Oh no, not to prevent if the Bulls Chris from getting Dunn that uh, lottery protected pick. Look, Bridget says uh, Chris Dunn, Ch- Tony Snail 2.0. There's only one, baby. Uh, There's only one Tony. That's somehow disrespectful to both of them. I agree. God <laughs> dang it. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Oh, Why does it feel goodness. like that? Tank Commander. Oh, oh, my goodness. Wow. Impressive. All right. So, boys, uh, the Bulls off tomorrow night. Then they are in Salt Lake Wednesday. Mm. Does Zach Levine play? Uh, Yeah. I, I say think yeah. so. I say yeah. It's a guess. I say yes. It's, it's definitely a, it's a guess. guess. It's definitely a guess. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for now. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with a fresh podcast for y'all. We'll record it tomorrow afternoon. It'll be in your feeds uh, t- tomorrow evening-ish, but we will be doing so live. So tune in live if you can, 5 to 6 p.m. Chicago time tomorrow for a fresh episode of CHGO Bulls. Thank you for watching CHGO Bulls post game. Again, reminder, sign up for a membership. A-L-L-C-H-G-O.com, allchgo.com for all of this exclusive content, including Will's latest writing about the Bulls and also that free T-shirt from our CHGO New, uh, locker. Chicago mm-hmm. Sky shirts, CHGO Sky uh, shirt. I, see, we, I said the same thing. I said the same thing. WNBA champs. I said the same thing. our first episode of the CHGO Sky podcast that came out earlier today. Yes, it did. Yes, indeed. And uh, download that points by that. CHGO is the promo code to risk-free bets up to $2,000, y'all. Uh, thanks to our producer, Joey. Joey. Will Gottlieb, ladies and gentlemen, at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. Big Dave is at BAL, B-A-W-L Sports. I am at Bulls underscore Peck. We are at CHGO underscore Bulls. Until next time, see Red be good.